and um, and scouts can pick up on that for sure. And that's just, I mean, honestly, that's just something that people don't want to deal with. People don't want to have to babysit, um, babysit guys. I mean, at my level, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help guys to learn how to do these things. And so I can't, there's an element of, you know, I'm watching you, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to walk you through how to do this. But at some point you got to be able to just man up and do it on your own, you know? Yeah. And um, that autonomy. Yeah. And scouts don't want to, scouts don't want to deal with that. So they're going to scratch out the list if they think you're going to be a liability. You know, I mean, there's exceptions. If you throw 98, they're going to sign you no matter what. Yeah. So. Well, let's think about that, though. Let's say, you know, you're a high school baseball player listening to this and you want to play in college, right? So think about right. this. Everyone's so focused on what they're getting, right? I want to get recruited. I want to be, I want to wear the jersey, you know, whatever. People are chasing me, think I'm cool because I'm playing a college sport, right? But it's about what you can offer the coach. How are you going to make the coach's life easier? How are you going to make their life simpler? And if you can't, co- if you can't play catch the right way or, or do the little things very well, that's taking away from the team. That's going to make his job harder. So therefore, he's not going to want you. So you better show that how you're going to make his life easier as a coach, right? And um, yes, by doing the right things. And that's why that's what's going to make them want you is that they can coach you and, and make you better in the simplest way. Because coaching effort, having to coach or teach the same kid the, the same thing five times over and over and over again, if you don't get it, like, man, like, I'm, I'm sure you've run into a situation where some kid, you have to coach their effort. You have to coach them multiple times, which again, right. you're patient, but at the same time, some, some kids learn faster than others, but you're like, shoot, man, what the heck what the heck's yeah. going on? Yeah. How can I make this, how can I make this better for you? Am I doing something wrong? You're like, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's honestly the most tiring thing as a coach to have to deal with. Yeah. And I, I tell I, my, I, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, yeah, you're exactly what you're hitting. I was like, if I was to tell you, coach you the same thing 10 times and for like a month straight, like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tell, I tell parents, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm literally going to tell the kid the exact same thing today as I did last week and the week before you're wasting your money. You know, I, I don't need your money. I got a, I got a, I got a line of people that would rather, that would like to be in here that I'm saying no to because you, because you're in here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so don't waste my time and don't waste your money. That's not wise. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not going to train on your own, if you're not going to practice these things, if you're not going to come in ready to listen and, 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 you know, with, with desire to, to learn and train, then, I mean, what are we even doing here? You know? Yeah. And um, I mean, that's the same thing. I mean, I think uh, the way that my, the way that virtual pitching Academy works, you, you can't do that. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're just going to be paying me monthly for nothing because <laughs> I'm, because yeah. unless you click the video, unless you listen to the video and do it, you're not going to see any results. You're going to be, and you're not, there's no, there's no return on investment, you know? And anyway, so I think my, my program kind of weeds out those guys because after a while they're like, okay, I'm just paying this guy 18 bucks a month for nothing. So I'm just going to delete, I'm just going to delete it, you know, but the guys that use it and do it are going to, are going to see results anyway. 100%. And I think the, a quote that really hit me at yeah, the coach is like, I forget who said it or whatever, but like, uh, it was like when the, or the teacher, like, uh, what was that? Something along the lines of like the, the teacher appears when the student is ready. And yeah. I can gauge that by based off what questions the athlete teaches me, or sorry, what, what questions the athlete asks me. Right. Yeah. So if someone comes in, they're like, um, you know, should I do my dumbbell rows like this or like this, right? Like, uh-huh. I'm like, right now, like, it's a youth kid. I'm like, it's not, if it was important, I would have told you, right? Versus like, <laughs> if a kid comes in and asks like, hey, when, when I'm doing 
pull-ups with the you know with my hands pronated or supinated you know whatever variation he's like i feel you know i feel it differently in this specific muscle group and then like boom right. like that's a moment i've realized as a coach to kind of educate that person because i can tell they're ready to absorb that information right versus me just telling them stuff and it's just going to be like water down a duck's back and just roll right off and have to kind of teach them again right so yeah um that was like a terrible example but that coach uh, that, that always made sense to me now yeah no, i mean i think that's i think it's absolutely true yeah. Um, Gavin, Gavin Eulen, who was on that World Series team um, from Taylor North, he was in he was mm-hmm. in the gym last week, and he was talking about uh, the Little League World Series team. He was um, he was talking about how you know I was talking to him how to about how to drive down the mound and how how you want to generally keep your your torso stacked. You want to keep your your rib cage over your pelvis that puts you in a more powerful position, so you can rotate and get a lot of energy out of your body. You don't want to be mm-hmm. tilting like this because that puts you that compromises that. Um, you don't want to be leaning forward or leaning back. And he's telling me about how he feels more comfortable, you know, doing one thing over the other. But he wants me to explain kind of like the science, the movement behind or the reasons why he should be doing one particular movement. I'm and I'm like, that's a great question. Like, no, you, you shouldn't just do whatever I say, uh, yeah. you know, even though that'd be nice, but it's going to stick if you understand why you're doing what you're doing. So asking informed questions, asking good questions and really being intrigued as an athlete, that's really important to, um, to training and learning. So. Yeah. And coaches will notice and remember that too, you know, to your point too, because, because we don't get it a lot, right? Most kids don't, I don't want to say they don't care enough, but they're not, I guess, as maybe intrigued enough, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't expect you to be like a strength conditioning coach or like, but like just observe what is going on and be engaged and focus. Yeah. That's all you can ask really from especially younger athletes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I want to segue now into, so things that you can do at home. Let's say a lot of guys don't, don't have access to a gym. Um, uh, maybe they do, maybe they can't afford to go to a gym. Mm-hmm. So from a strength and speed, you know, coach position from that vantage point, are there things that people can do at home that are actually worthwhile um, that will help them develop, you know, explosiveness and fast twitch muscles and all those things that you need, mobility and build strength um, without having to pay for, you know, have, without having to pay $100 a month or whatever it is to, to, to be a member at a gym. Are there things like that that are out there? Um, it's like a, definitely a double-sided question because number one, like it's a good as a foundational, like if you're a youth athlete, like super, the younger, obviously the younger you are, the more at home workout away with stuff you can get right mm-hmm. versus as you're starting to get older in middle school high school like you need to start asking about how i can get around this environment whether it's after school or obviously at a, a local facility you're gonna hopefully find the right one right. um and start getting into it because it takes what it takes right your muscle like we talked about earlier the said principle you're if you want to get stronger you have to overload that muscle right so there's mm-hmm. different ways of doing that whether it's changing the tempo changing you know adding resistance that's the easiest one to think of of course right um just doing it different variations but anyways it but like it only only gonna yeah adding more reps it's gonna adapt based off what you stress it right your body your muscles only know stress um so that being said some things that i like to do for baseball you know guys at home a lot of them suck like here's a here's a maybe a (laughs) semi-controversial push or you know point okay so let's see if i agree so many parents are scared of their kids doing, uh, let's say, bench press, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So that's going to hurt their shoulder. That's going to stunt their growth, blah, blah, blah. Like all it is, stuff. Josh. 
It is going to hurt yeah. their shoulder. Yeah, it is because that's why they that's why they don't do it at all in colleges or or in the pros or anything <laughs> like that. Well, pros is like they can do what they want because they're already there. They're the already whole there. thing is just don't get them hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's they're what's not trying to like, get they, there at all. They think they should be like they, they treat them like fragile at that level, right? Like they're um, the, like just trying to keep them healthy. You know what I mean? So that's why that's why definitely you you don't need to train like pro athletes because they're already there. You need to ask what kind of training were they doing when they were my age, right? right to, to get where they're at now. Don't be doing what they're at now, right? They're on top of the mountain, right? Or um, what, are they, what are they doing in their contract year when, you know, their contract's up and they're about to be a free agent and they're trying to make some money, you know? How are they yeah, training they, then, right? They so, got to show that skills when they're hungry, yeah. Yeah. I got off topic, but I'll bring it back. So, yeah. uh, so, so many kids, I can't tell you how many, especially baseball, right? High school kids, terrible at push-ups. Not, and sometimes it's because they lack the core strength, right? They mm -hmm. don't have the core strength because it has like a big sag at their lower back because they don't have the core strength. So therefore their push-up is going to be limited just because they can't control that core, right? Yeah. So what's an easy way to strengthen their upper body without the limiting factor being the core instead of their actual chest muscles? Like what are we trying to develop here? What's the purpose of exercise? Mm. Well, for the push-up, it's to obviously, you know, build up your pecs, your upper body strength, your triceps, and obviously your core is going to be in there too since it's a total body movement. But it's easier to put them on their back. And then, you know, if your goal, again, is to build the upper body strength and have them do a uh, bench press with a plate, do it with dumbbells, whatever you can do. And they don't have to worry about the core strength in that movement. Should they be able to do a push-up? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's just like one, you know, simple way as an analogy is like, what's the whole purpose behind this exercise? Yeah. If they can't, if I'm trying to build their chest and they can't do a push-up, not because they can't do a push-up, but because their core strength sucks, then, you know, let's do something different. Right. I've yeah, even even working like planks and stuff like that to work that overall core strength. If you get really good at planks and you get really good at, you know, pushing the plate as many times as you can or whatever it is, you're going to get mm -hmm. better at push-ups, you know, even without mm -hmm. doing a push-up. You know, after a few weeks, you're going to tur turn over and you're going to be able to do a few, whereas before you couldn't do any without sticking your butt up or sagging it, right? Yeah, That's so good. if we think about it like that way too is how do we – let's say they suck it, they can't do a push-up, but they they started doing planks – and they started doing, you know, plate presses or whatever, bench presses, those two things are going to align with doing the push-up, right? Because I'm going to have upper body strength, I'm going to have core strength, I'm going to be hitting my triceps, all things that are contribute to me doing a better push-up. So it's like just breaking that movement down and then hitting those things isolated and then voila, all of a sudden I'm doing better push-ups, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just like breaking it down and understanding why. Right. Um, so for baseball guys, they'll bring it back to, I love strength training because it increases your inter- an intramuscular coordination. So meaning like, let's say I was going to do like a, a heavy bench press as an example, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's going to take a lot of motor unit recruitment to move that weight. Like everything has to be firing, synchronized and efficient, right? To get this heavy weight up. If I'm doing like whatever, say heavy two repetitions or something. So you said, um, you break down that word again. You said, it, what? say that, that word again, the motor unit. Here. Yeah, your motor unit recruitment. So yeah, you yeah, have yeah. you have different motor units to to activate the muscle, right? So yeah. low threshold, like low, medium, high threshold. Okay. And so let's say let's say my I can bench press 300 pounds. If I if I'm bench pressing 135, I'm not activating my high threshold motor units because I don't need them at that level. It's not demanded of me. You know what I mean? So they can like you're talking about other parts of your body that you have to engage in order to well, get that. We're just talking up. about the pack. We'll just talk about like the pack specifically okay. since like it's a bench press, right? Or okay. a squat, whatever you want to call it. Same, same thing applies, you know, any muscle, any muscle, um, any, any exercise. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like low, yeah, low, medium, high threshold. So meaning those muscle fibers, I'm only going to tap into them if like the, if it's demanded of me. So like, gotcha. like the, if the weight is heavy enough or if it's a, a lower weight and I'm trying to move it as fast as I can, like dynamic effort work. Again, that's like a whole nother topic. But anyways, um, you know, there's only going to be used if I'm like doing a maximal load or if I'm used, doing something kind of as fast as I possibly can. Right. Like right. for mm -hmm. power type of push output. But if I'm just lackadaisically doing my bench press at 135, I'm not going to activate those higher threshold ones, essentially. Right, right. So like, yeah, and that's why it takes what it takes. Like for, for, that's why you need to do strength training too, in my opinion, um, because of push-up. You can do 20 push-ups, you know, or, or a, a way to do it actually here, you know, a way to tap into those if you have minimal equipment is like doing stuff to failure. Yeah, then do as many possible end, reps as you can. Yes. And just keep trying, trying to up, keep trying to increase that threshold. Cause as you increase that threshold, then you're going to be building strength. You're going to be building. Yeah. Essentially. Uh -huh. Yeah. So like basically taking it to failure. So push-ups, uh -huh. even if it's bodyweight squats at home, like it's going to suck and you're going to be like, you know, your legs are going to feel like jello, but guess what? You're, you, you should get excited because you're making progress. Right. 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 If you have minimal equipment. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. So especially if you're younger and you're doing a lot of, um, just to recap what you said, if you're, if you're younger and you're doing a lot of bodyweight stuff, that's good because that's where you got to start. But eventually at some point, I mean, if you're going to be serious about um, building strength, building speed, building it, building um, explosiveness, then you got to start adding some more, some more resistance. You know, you can only do, I mean, you're going to be there for, if you, if you get really good at squats, you're going to be there all day trying to work to, to, to failure. Right. Um, yeah. And if you're trying to get a good workout in, I mean, so, but if you throw weights on, then that's an, that adds a different mix. It adds um, a different way for you to build that same strength, increase that threshold. Um, and so mm -hmm. at some point you do have to, you have to do, you do have to cross over to saying, okay, I'm going to go to a gym and I'm going to, you know, put the time in, put the effort in, put the money in to invest in, in my future and put myself in the best position to succeed. So, uh, that's good. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Another thing too, really quick for at, to add at home is, um, anytime you can get uh, measurable feedback, like best progress I've had with training athletes in the gym is like giving them immediate feedback so like when we do broad jumps or vertical jumps like you know we have it on they do them on the mat so that way they get the feedback that was 26 inches this was 25.5 this is 26.1 great job you just beat it right right so at home if you're i don't know in the basement in the backyard like you know put that chalk on the line or, you know put chalk down and try to jump as far as you can put a shoe down right and now I'm, every time i'm trying to beat where that shoe is so right. again like you're saying this is going to cause you to actually compete at another level with yourself if you have a right. rock in your backyard like do shot put throw like if you don't have a medicine ball try to throw that thing as far as you can mark it with a cone a shoe stick whatever yeah and then just try to beat that continually right so that's the only way you make progress is by having that measurable feedback right that's good that's good